Hey, the satellite link is online, so let's play God. A gun is not a weapon, Mars. It's a tool, like a butcher knife or a harpoon or uh, uh, an alligator. Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. Back, you robot. Nobody ruins my family vacation but me and maybe the boys. Pizza, you don't like your job. You don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. I've got balls of steel. You're an inspiration for birth control. It looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up in the brown stain on the mattress. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. We quit. quit. Could you, like, shut up and give us the money? Guys, this is Spider coming to you. This is uh, episode three of the debrief. With me tonight, I have God Voodoo. What's going on? And I've also got Paladin with me. Hey, everyone. Sorry for the kind of the long stretches here between the, the, the couple of shows that we've done um, with the holiday season. We've all been incredibly busy. It's called a hiatus. <laughs> we took a little sabbatical. Um, both Voodoo and I work in retail, so the past few months have been absolutely just horrendous. Yeah, they, they've been nuts. And just with, <clears throat> you know, with life in general, what's coming up. For 2015, which I guess I should probably say, you know, Happy New Year's to you guys. Um, we do plan on coming into a more regular schedule. Hopefully we're going to get an episode out to you at least once a month. Um, and uh, yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed on all of that. Knock on wood, but yes. knock on wood. So that's kind of uh, what's been going on. Um, how have you guys been doing? You guys have a good Christmas, good New Year's? Uh, excellent. Excellent Christmas. Excellent New Year's. Christmas um, Day was all right, but leading up to it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a nice Not release. Gonna, yeah, it was a lot of time spent near a toilet. That's <laughs> gross. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Spreading the holiday cheer. Mm, um, spreading holiday something. Something, right? <laughs> yeah, not too much eggnog. Um, well, uh, you know, we just wanted to to uh, go through a, a little bit of news. Locally here, we've had kind of a, a sad event. Seeing as how we, we live in Minnesota and we've got snow for about eight to nine months out of the year, um, <laughs> many times, just like tonight, it's way too cold for us to be able to go outdoors and play airsoft. So finding a good indoor venue is something of a rarity. Um, and recently we lost one. Uh, Devil Ops Airsoft, or DOA as it was affectionately called, is now officially DOA. They have closed their doors. They have, uh, my understanding, they, they, they've gotten rid of their lease. They're, They're the completely done. Props that, and everything that they yep. had have been sold or given away. Um, it's done. Uh, the three of us, oddly enough, we haven't had a chance to go out there and to play. I've heard good things, I've heard bad things, but for what it's worth, it is no more. We used to have a place called The Facility around here. Voodoo, you've had an opportunity to go out there. Um, yeah, it was it was a good spot. Again, it, it comes down to money here in the Midwest, here in Minnesota and Minneapolis and stuff, and around the surrounding areas. It gets a little bit expensive to run um, indoor facilities, mm -hmm. especially with... You know the the heating costs, the lighting, everything that's like, zoning, yeah, Plus, the zoning, the space, the, yeah. the, you know, the, the space for a metropolitan area. Yeah. So, yeah. so in order to have that, 
you have to have the money and then to run that and and you just have to have the player base to be able to get out there and unfortunately uh the facility was kind of at a at, at a bad time with player base mm-hmm. um it was just it, before airsoft really, really got I, big uh, yeah. i had actually seen quite a few videos from the facility from like player cameras and things sure. like that and it looked like a great place I mean, it was big enough where i saw a couple of the games they had like go-karts running through the <laughs> through the yeah. area so yeah. it's like that would have been a lot of fun but yep. it's just they didn't have enough people at the time yep. And and same with DOA. Unfortunately, the space was a little bit smaller than it probably should have been to be able to yeah. to get the amount of money that it needed to yeah. actually run it properly. Yeah. My understanding is that you know to to use an AEG uh, in that facility. Well, you know they still kept with the the three fifty you know maximum FPS to run a, a, an AEG. Your engagement distances were so close that, well, you might be having a great time. The person that you were schwacking from across the <laughs> hall, um, you know, they weren't too happy with with that advantage that you're bringing. So, um, hopefully, within the near future, we should be looking at a more stable uh, indoor environment. Uh, Travis over at Big Lake Tactical sounds like he's got some promising, you know, things in the works with yep. this new school that he's working with. Uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully that'll turn into a real solid, stable area. Yep. Um, problem again with that is again zoning, um, insurance, making sure that you know the facility that you're playing in itself is right for airsoft yep. games and milsim games. Um, and it, it does look like part of DOA will kind of live on because I know that um, you know Darren over at TCA looks like he picked up a f- you know quite a bit of their indoor facility areas like mm-hmm. some of their i saw in one of the recent photos um a car like an overturned car on what yep. was either sure. mayhem or containers course and it's a doa on the hood yeah so it looks like he picked up some of their props some of their you know buildings some of their obstacles from, and things like yep. that yeah, and so did travis at the so at travis his, as well has, yep. has claimed some of the wood and some furniture and that kind of stuff yep. so um again while we never made it out to doa uh i know that like the horsemen They've gone out a couple yep. of times. Team Wiggles have been out a few times, I believe. And uh, it, it, it's kind of sad to see it go. But, you know, we've got some new things on the horizon. And hopefully within the near future, we'll be able to bring you more information on those places to play. Um, otherwise, check out Big Lake Tactical. You know, check out Travis's page. He, he puts a lot of stuff up yep. talking about that as well. And hopefully from things like this and other sources, we can hopefully grow the community and make an indoor facility much more feasible with a much larger player population. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, sorry to see big uh, DOA die on the vine, but um, it happens. Now, tonight's episode, we're going to talk to you guys about plate carriers. Uh, plate carriers, chest rigs, tactical vests. Um, the three of us are sitting around like a bunch of gif- goofs wearing our vests. Gifs. A bunch of gifs. <laughs> like a bunch of goofs. Um, it's pronounced jif. Yeah, <laughs> my name Jeff. Um, yeah, we wanted to go through and we wanted to discuss with you kind of the proper way of addressing a plate carrier, putting that into your loadout. Now we will start this with the caveat that yes, this is airsoft, so a lot of this happens to be kind of a fashion show, as you guys kind of put it. I, um, I think we're calling it tactical. Oh, tactical. Versus practical. Sure. From my experience being in the Army, what I was taught on how to wear 
uh, you know, my plate carriers and my vests and stuff like that. I, that's what I'm going to speak on. Um, these guys, they have a little bit of knowledge and some, some, uh, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Just, yeah, just a little minor. bit of, you're going to hear knowledge. a lot of voodoo tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're going to talk about a lot of the different styles and stuff like that. Cause they have a little bit more experience with that kind of thing. It's, All right. Well, probably the, the first thing that we're going to want to talk about is proper adjustment to yourself, sizing fit. Yep. Where do you want to wear the plate carrier? Now, again, in airsoft, you know, since we're not, you know, facing actual live rounds coming downrange at us, there is a little bit of wiggle room. Um, I don't want people to think that we're being snobby if we, you know, throw around terms like sloppy, amateurish. <laughs> um, but you know, with a with a plate carrier, probably the the number one thing that we see is them being worn too low. Yeah. Um, what, what is the proper way to wear plates within a plate carrier? So the proper way is the plate itself should hit you at the top of the sternum where your, where your collarbones meet right at the clavicle and the top of the sternum. Right in the middle so, of the sternum? Yep, right in the middle. So that's where the top of that the plate dip. should actually hit. Yep, the little dip. If you put your fingers on your throat and you feel that little dip... That's where the plate should actually hit. So, and then the bottom of the plate should be close to your belly button. Just now, above the, yep, the navel. Just above yep. the navel. <clears throat> that's where the plate should sit. That's covering your most vulnerable organs. Now, you, yeah, and that's, that's the, the key thing. In real combats, <clears throat> yep. that's what you want covered. Yeah. The idea behind it is, as, as we were talking before the show... Your rib cage is kind of like your natural armor for your vital organs. Yep. The plate should be sitting over your rib cage. It should be protecting your heart, your lungs. You know, the, the cummerbund of your vest should be up high underneath your arms, almost in your armpits. Yep. Now, for some people, that might feel or look funny as we're all kind of looking like we're doing the chicken dance hall, checking our vests right now to see. Um, but yeah, that is where it should ride. Yep. Um, the other reason why you want to have that up higher is if you're wearing a tactical belt. Yeah, a battle, battle belt. Um, gun on a holster, you know, yep. on your hip. It's easier to draw. You're, you're not going to be running into things. Um but the, the main idea is to protect the vital organs, you know, kind of the, I don't know what they, the, the, the fatal triangle yep. or center mass. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's basically the idea of the plate carrier. The plate in the back should be about level with the plate in the front. Yeah. Again, protecting your lungs, your heart, your spine <clears throat> from the back. And if you, if you can't see it, no. I don't have a head that can turn 180 degrees, so it's hard for me to look back there. But that's why you have a buddy. That's why you have a friend that can come over and say, hey, yep, that's too high, yep, that's too low, and they can adjust it. And then and then once you get it adjusted, keep it there, leave it there. That's that's where it should sit, and that's where you should run it. Yeah. Now, again, it's airsoft, so if you're feeling more comfortable, lower, go ahead and do it. But this is, again, the proper way to do it. And and the other thing that I have to say is when it's fitting up properly, it's not going to bounce around as much. It's going to feel a lot tighter. You yeah. know, when it's mm -hmm. hanging down by your waist and stuff like that, you're going to get a lot of movement yeah. in the plate itself. 
And so when you go to pull a magazine out or you go to, you know, pull your gun or anything like that, you're going to get that movement or you're running itself. It's going to kind of flop around and bounce around. So the higher up it is and the pro more proper the fit, the better off it's going to be when it comes to things like that. Sure. So, so the first time you guys actually wore the plate carrier, I mean, obviously for you it would have been the military and for, you know, for the two of us, Spider and I would have been for Airsoft. Did it feel weird putting it on? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It oh, did? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, uh, that's, I mean, like the way, like what you were saying, when I first put it on and the cover button was kind of coming up towards my armpits, it felt odd. Like, yeah. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, be there. Yeah. But yep. I knew it should have been. And it's yep. just, it takes time to get used to that. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It, it should feel like a big stern hug. You know, in, in looking at, at some videos online, you know, it's been mentioned that you don't want it too tight, but you want to be able to feel yourself breathe against yep. the plates. If you put your arms above your head, you know, or off to the side, you really don't want to feel it moving so much. If it's down lower, it's going to move on you. It's going to get hung up on something. Everybody's doing... Jumping jacks. Come on. City half jumping half jacks. Half jumping jacks. Um, the way I like it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from a seated possible. position, and, um, and that goes for big guys too. Because I, I might not be tall, but I'm pretty round. Just saying. <laughs> um, after I got out of the army, yeah. After I got out of the army, I quit doing push-ups and running, <laughs> like the most, like most of us did. So I got kind of fat. I'm just gonna put it out there. But even for me, it, it still it still sits properly, and you can still get play carriers that will sit properly. So that's probably the, the number one thing. Having something that sits too low or is too loose on your body is probably the number one thing that we see the most. Another thing, like I was mentioning earlier, you don't want it so tight that it's going to chafe and it's going to be uncomfortable. Well, even if you've been running a long time, you know that you're taking heavy, deep breaths. Yeah. And you want to be able to take those breaths without feeling too restricted inside your vest. Yeah. So... Make sure that when you put it on, you take a big, huge, deep breath. And if it's too tight, you need to loosen it. But if you can take those deep breaths, then you should be fine. Okay. You, might have, you might have to get creative in some of the ways you adjust your your plate carrier. Because I know when I got mine, the way the cover bun straps onto this thing, there's a flap in the front that you lift up. And sure. then the two sides of the cover bun actually Velcro on underneath that. And then the yep. flap goes over the top of it. When I first got mine... The cover bun flaps actually overlapped. Sure. So there is a bungee cord in the back of the cover bun where you can adjust it. Yeah, on, on most mine, place carriers. Mine wasn't even tight enough to do that. Carriers. I should have another beer, shouldn't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> but even taking that um, that bungee cord that's in the back of there and tightening it all the way down, it was still overlapping. And so sure. the flap on the front, the corners were coming up. Okay. And yep. so pulling Megs was lifting up the corner and not coming out right. So I'd actually take that paracord out and lace it through some of the molly webbing on the back. Sure. And overlap it, essentially. Yep. And that brought the, the, the corners out to where they're supposed to be sure. on the far sides. Yeah. So you might have to get a little creative in the way you adjust it, but you want to make sure that oh, yeah. your Velcro is lining up <clears throat> in the proper way. So when, when you go out and buy a vest, a plate carrier, a holster, a battle belt, whatever it is, your piece of gear, equipment, it's, it's kind of a one-size-fits-all deal. It, it's just made for an average, regular 
person. So everything that you do should be custom. So when you go out and buy that plate carrier, when you go out and buy whatever piece of gear it is, you need to sit down and see how it wears. <clears throat> Once you do that, don't, don't just get fed up because it doesn't fit right or it doesn't do this. Figure out a way to customize it to your body. Because then if you get it custom and it fits the proper way, then, then you just, first of all, you've saved yourself a ton of money, plus you've made it yours. Yeah. So, so it's actually to you. It's, that's you want to make it work <clears throat> yeah. for you. However, it, kind of going off of that, there might be a time where you get a vest, you put it on, or, sorry, a vest is a, a commonly used sure. phrase. We, we should be you know, calling it correctly the plate carrier, but whatever, we've had beers. Um, <laughs> a plate carrier means it's actually designed to carry some type of ballistic plates. That yep. is pouches in the front, back, and sides that can carry a you know standard issue military plates. Sometimes you may discover that the vest, the plate carrier that you purchased for yourself, after adjusting and after getting it, you know, as you know, properly sitting as possible, still might not be the right one for you. Yep. Um, you have to you have to go with what works for you, which is something that I will confess. <laughs> I I'm a very visual person. I I see something. And my interest in it is because I like the way it looks over the way that, you know, it's I know it's going to fit or function. Sure. And for better or worse, that's the way that I am. I've been discovering lately, now that I have started to take more attention to the way that things are supposed to sit, that what works for Voodoo yep. might not work for me. What works for, you know, Archer... Uh, who I believe at this time is running a, a, a 6094 6094 yep. um, B. Okay. Yeah. But um, that works for him. It doesn't necessarily work for me. Yep. And so you have to find what works for you. You have to know what it is that you want. Don't be like me. Don't get too caught up in the way that things look. But you, we'll move on from, from yeah. my, my, you know. Unless you're course. doing some kind of an impression... Yeah, which I know people are. Yeah, uh, and and in that case, you want exactly what they wear. Be prepared but, though to to spend a lot of money. Yeah, to shell yeah. out the cash um, for it. Voodoo and I will be the first to preach. You know, function over form. Oh yeah, yeah function it, over fashion. I mean, you can look great, but if you can't do anything with it, yeah. then yep. And that goes that goes back to the argument of practical versus tactical. tactical. We need to. One of the things that we need to acknowledge, I think, at this point is that, since it is airsoft, I don't care who you talk to or how convincing their argument seems to be to the contrary, 95% of <laughs> what we do on the weekend or, you know, as, as a hobby, sport, activity, whatever it may be, is based on looks. It's sure. based on the coolness factor. I can tell you the, the gearbox that's inside of my, my 416 is damn near the same gearbox that's inside of an SR10 or you know that's inside of any standard M4. You're going to have tiny little subtle differences, but it does the exact same yeah. thing. It propels a BB at a specific speed, yep. you know, a specific rate of fire. So basically the, the $400 that you're spending 
isn't really going for that gearbox. It's going for the the window dressing. It's going yeah. for what's on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with these vests. With yep. the plate carriers, with chest rigs, with battle belts, with holsters. Get what works for you. Yep. Don't worry so much about the way it looks. <laughs> it can be a factor. You know, yeah. you, you have to be happy with what you're wearing oh, yeah. and like what you're wearing. But if someone comes up to you with the elitist attitude of saying, this, you know, force the the the, the sixty ninety four yeah. is so much better than an MOPC. Dude, if it works for you, congratulations. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. this works better for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'll come off of my soapbox. All right. That wasn't even <laughs> in my show notes. Um, so, um, plates. Why don't we talk about plates a little bit? The different plates. sizes. What's the right plate for you? So, plates, I mean, when it comes to vests, the average size is going to be large or medium, are going to be the, the, the size of the vest. But actually, that's not the size of the vest itself. That's the size of the plate that it carries. The plates themselves, when I was in the military, I'd say 90% of the guys that I knew had large plates. That's just what they were issued. They just... It was just kind of just, medium. Yep. Here you go. You get a large plate. I don't care. You could have been four foot nothing. Here's a large plate. They just wanted to get you guys out and on the field as quickly as possible. So, and in that... That regard, I did see a lot of guys that were oversized or undersized on some of their plates and stuff like that. And you'd just go turn them in and, and you'd get issued the correct ones. But really, large plates or medium plates will cover damn near everybody. I, I knew guys that were 6'3", 6'4", big freaking guys. <laughs> and they still only had large plates. They didn't have extra large plates. They didn't have, you know, the medium plates. They had the the large plates. It, it Pretty much on everybody, it's going to cover the same, just about the same amount of area. So um, The heart and the lungs are really, yep. those are the, the, key, the key organs yep. that you want to protect. Anything else you can get hidden and survive? Uh, question mark. <laughs> and that's um, not to say that but, taking a round to the... To the plate carrier is, you know, is the gonna, end all be all. Yeah. But <clears throat> for the skinny guys, they can just turn sideways. And, yeah. You can't, know. Can't hit me, can't hit well, me. I'm I'm pretty short. I was, <laughs> I was five six. I was I was put the big tall guys in front of me. Yeah. They always went first. So you know, but <clears throat> it's just yeah. The plates you're gonna you're gonna go with medium or large plates. I, I would wear large plates. I'm like I said, I'm a pretty robust gentleman, so I'm gonna wear large. Uh, plates. I, I question pre- the personally prefer extra large plates to myself because it covers a little more area. I get a little more vest with it, and I get a little more surface area when when arranging my pouches and doing stuff like that. That works for me. Like I said, both the guys sitting in front of me, uh, Paladin and Spider, both they're going to wear medium or large plates. Probably large, but on yeah. on average, I think medium is going to be. Yeah, especially since, you know, with, with Airsoft, we do have a lot of the younger players. Sure. Mm-hmm. Medium plates, that's probably where you're going to want to start. Then move up. Many times, the size of the plate that you are going to need, and by, by plate, I guess we should take this time and, and mention, we're not running actual ballistic plates. You know, we're running the, you know, the, the 
molded plastic plates that you might find from Evike, or you know, we're we're cutting up camping pads and and taping yep. them together to give the the plate the carriers rigidity. some rigidity. Mm -hmm. But most of your vests, plate carriers, are the ones that are going to determine yep. what size plate you're going to carry. Between a large and a medium, I think it's a half inch of difference. Yeah, it's not much. Between a large and an extra large, it's almost an inch. Okay. So when you get the large, extra large, it's a huge difference. Between large and medium, like I said, it's like a half inch. And that's, that's why everybody was just issued basically one plate. Everybody just got largest, just yeah. because the difference between large and medium was it's minimal. It's it's a tiny, tiny bit of difference. Yeah. Uh, well, so. yeah, I can tell you right now the plate carriers that both Paladin and I are wearing, we're running the Condor MOPC. It can handle both medium and large yeah. plates. Yep. I've got medium sized plates in my in my plate carrier right now, and I can barely feel where there would be enough room for anything bigger. Sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm currently wearing an extra large JPC. If if uh, Spider were to put his plates in mine, there'd be quite a bit of wind. Yeah. Comparison, just even looking at our twos, you can tell that mine versus his is going to be it's going to be quite a bit of difference side to side. So now, why would somebody playing airsoft want to run plates, hard plates? <clears throat> The, 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 the aftermarket, yeah, the the the, <clears throat> the 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 hard plastic plates instead of you know just putting foam in there. Um, they would give you more rigidity. Yeah, I think that's about it. You know, there isn't really an advantage to it or a disadvantage. I think obviously it's not going to hurt as much when you get hit. You you might not feel it as much. You might hard plates. You're going to be able to hear it a little better. Yeah. Than the You're going to be able plates. to hear your hits yep. over feel them a yep. lot better. A lot better. The foam plates, you might not feel them, but also it's a little bit harder to hear. Yeah. So I that's why foam, I would prefer the... They use the, foam for sound absorption. Yeah, exactly. Quietly, so, yeah, so, yeah that's, that's why I would use the hard plates. So then I can actually hear the rounds bouncing off and then I know that I'm hit. But really there's not a huge... For me, it's a little more... The rigidity. Yeah. When when my vest feels like it's hard, it stands correct, it wears correct. That for me is a big key issue. Without the plates, it's just too too floppy. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's comfortable. Stuff like that. That's yeah. That's why I wear the hard plates. I wear the hard plates because they themselves. If I were to get shot by a gun with it right now, I can tell you that it's got no protection whatsoever. <laughs> But it does, it, it helps me feel the vest is fitting properly, is sitting properly on my body. And, you know, since our team is a team that would like to become more fully immersed, bringing it to the mill sim aspect, I'm not going to run around with $700, you know, ballistic plates in my no. vest. I'm not, I'm not going to throw on the extra... 35 pounds, 40 pounds yeah. of those ceramic plates. But this is a nice alternative to give you the feel, give you the look, the fit, you know, of the real thing. Yep. Well, and I are... think even the airsoft plates are just a little bit thinner as well. They're not yeah. quite as they're not, thick. Yeah. Well, there, there I mean, you can buy that some that are one-to-one -one scale that are exact, yeah. but on average, the ones that you find at, on eBay, 
GI. GI or any one of those. They're just yeah. going to be... They're just... Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. whatever plates. There are some players out there, though, who do put the real plates in. Yep. I know Z from Renegade Knights, he'll take his out of his, you know, military issue, and he'll put them in there, and he, you know, he would do it for the same reason I would, as, you know, like a basic weight training. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as, long as, as long as you're always running your full gear, you're never going to feel, you know, encumbered by it. Yeah. You know, it's never going to be overwhelming. You're always used to it. And when it comes to airsoft, I know a lot of guys do use that as a training. So if you have your real vest and you have the plates and stuff like that, by all means, go ahead and use them. Uh, you train as you fight. So if you're using it as training, yeah, you're gonna you're you're gonna benefit from it. So all right, well let's move away from the plates and let's get to the part where everybody uh, everybody loves to talk about it, and that is the Loading out your vest. Oh, I'm sorry. You got I just want to touch on one more thing with the plates. For some of the younger players out there who are listening, you know, if you've gone out to try on some plate carriers and you're finding that's, you know, you're just not big enough for them quite yet, there are still plenty of alternatives out there in terms of, like, sure. zip-up vests with webbing on them so you can mount pouches and stuff like that. Um, there are some skeletal rigs that are basically just straps with little, little spaces for your pouches to go on. And... Um, there's also like belly rigs, you know, that are basically just a cover run only yep. with sure. yeah, some shoulder harnesses. With, with yeah. yeah, you can just put some mags in there and, you know, don't think that you have to have a play carrier to be out and playing. If you don't fit one just yes, yet. you do. Come on. <laughs> if you can't fit in one just yet because you're not big <laughs> enough for them, don't feel bad. You know, use what you can until, you know, you're big enough to actually wear a play carrier to the point where it would actually benefit you. If you're, yep. if it's bouncing around on you, you're not doing yourself any benefits. Yeah. Use what you need to play the game the way you have to play. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on from that. Let's start talking about setting up your plate carrier, your your loadout, if you would, on, on your plate carrier. In this section, again, we're going to drop a little caveat of saying there is no right or wrong way. There sure. are ways... You know, again, if it works for you, do it. Don't worry about what anybody's got to say, what any troll out there might, oh, you know, you, you're wearing you know, too many magazines in the front, or, you know, you, got you, you, you wear too many ramps. Dude, if that works for you, go yep. for it. There is a right way. It's your way. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It, That's it. You know, if, if, if it works. It's all personal preference. Yes. So. Spider and I are wearing the exact same rigs. And we are not set up. I don't think in any way. Similar. No, we, we're both we're both very both very different. And 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 case in point, you can have your carrier set up like like I have. And if Paladin were to put my vest on, he might feel completely lost. Yep. And vice versa, if I were to put his on, I'd be like, we'd be reaching for things that aren't there. Exactly. Yeah. So probably the first pointer, the first tip that we would that we would suggest that you think of when you're putting together a plate carrier, when you're putting pouches, when you're putting your your radio communication, your push-to-talks, um, your hydration you know, tubes and all that kind of stuff. Think about economy of motion. Now, what does that mean? Uh, economy of motion basically means performing a function using the least amount of movements possible. Yep. So if you're changing if you're changing magazines out, 
and you have to take your hand off of your rifle, think of where your weak hand, you know, for a right-handed player, your weak hand is going to be your left hand, which is probably what's going to be doing the majority of your reloading. Think about, you have to remove your left hand, drop the magazine out, where is your hand naturally going to fall? And that's where you want to think about having your spare mags waiting for you. So that instead of it being reaching all the way behind you and fidgeting with a flap and, and that kind of thing, no, you, you, you want quick, smooth motions. The best way to figure out those spots is to train. Yeah. Is to sit in your bedroom, to sit in your basement, to sit in your garage, wherever it is, and not practice. Not in your backyard. Not in your backyard. Not uh, out in public. <clears throat> but to sit someplace and... and and try and pull mags as quickly as you can and reload as quickly as you can. Where does it go? Me, personally, the way I have it set up, I have a JPC that has a, has a kangaroo pouch that's interior. I use three magazines there, and I have th three ramps uh, from Gear for Grunts that work phenomenally. I have three of those placed on the front of my, my rig. All of us are using ramps. Uh, to point, actually, I have a ramp. I put this on here before my last game of the season and found out through play that it doesn't work. Because the magazine sticking down, it interferes with me drawing my sight. Sure. Yeah. See? So that's going to be removed until I get a, a drop leg for my pistol. Sure. Yeah, So and that that's the thing. Where does your pistol sit? It, if it sits high up on your hip, does it sit down on your leg? Does it sit on your chest? Those are all things that you're going to have to come into your own on. You're going to have to figure it out for yourself. Personally, I run my sling through my plate carrier. Get another. So that way it, it lifts the weight off of just a single shoulder. So now I've got it on both shoulders. The plate carrier is helping hold the weight. But now, does that interfere with, say, a pistol if I wanted to run that on my chest? Yes, it would. So I wouldn't run the pistol there. Again, my magazines are up front. I, I carry six magazines and then two on my left side. Two extra ones, just left. Well, yeah, you run six in the front. Six in the front and two on the left, and my radio is on my left side because that's all adjustable there. On my right side, I have a single pouch that has all my admin stuff in it, you know, maps, uh, spare batteries, things like that. But even further to the back, on my right side, I have absolutely nothing because that's where I would run a pistol clip to anything so and you basically described essentially what i did the first time i ever set mine up is everything from my front to my left is all reload yep. everything to my front to my right is all equipment or you know pouches for miscellaneous items since yep. the right hand is what's holding the gun the left hand's always reloading everything to my left is always my reload side absolutely and then you know i got a i got a big pouch on my right hand side towards the back which is where my radio is at sure and just to, just to kind of add on to that, um, again, going back to what works for some people doesn't necessarily work for others, my chest rig, my, my plate carrier, is, is different in the way that it's set up. I've got the, the kangaroo pouch with the three magazines. I've got one ramp on the front. So instead of running six in the front, I'm actually only running four. On my left side is where I've got my admin pouch or my shirt pouch. Um, where I keep my extra batteries, my speed loaders, that kind of thing. Uh, on my right-hand side, I've got a, a double M4 magazine pouch where I carry one Thunderbeat, and then I've also got two extra magazines. Now, 
out on the field, I tend to switch from hand. You know, if sure. you know, I may make a transition over to my weak hand, which is why I've got two magazines on my right side. Now, I have to be honest with you, I don't pull from my right side all that much. But if I find myself where I do have to switch to my, my weak side, I do have magazines there instead of, again, thinking of the economy of motion. If I'm firing on my weak side with my left hand and I need to reload, I can't put the gun down with my left hand, grab another magazine, yep. reload it. That's way too many motions. So again, I'm thinking about, okay, I need magazines on my right to help me reload it at Absolutely. those motions. You know, and that was something I didn't really discover or figure out until, you know, a few months ago. Sure. That that was a need for me. Yep. Most of us, we do end up running pistols. Many times we have them on our the right hip. Yep. So for a lot of us, the right hand side of our of our plate carriers, the cummerbund we run slick. We don't put anything in that way because it will interfere with our draw. So, and again, that's that's all just kind of planning on the scenario that you've got. Voodoo, Paladin, you know, Archer, they, they're always joking with me because I'm always changing things on my on my vest, on my plate carrier, excuse me. I'm, I'm very anal about it. I want to make sure that I've got well. things exactly <laughs> where... Shut up. <laughs> I wasn't going to say. Exactly, <laughs> where, exactly where I need them to be. And, yeah, you might find yourself doing that, and... I will fully admit, pulling and resetting Molly sucks. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you might find yourself going back to how you had it set up at the beginning of the day. But it's a very important exercise to figure out yep. where things need to be. The point is to do it now while you're training, while you're practicing. While it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. while <laughs> you're not playing. Because then once you get into a game and you realize you need it, it's already too late. Yeah. Yeah. It's already too late to sit back and try and rework your vest, rework whatever it is. It, it's just not going to happen. So figure it out now. Sit down at your kitchen table. Sit down in your bedroom. Uh, you know, Go run just, around your basement. Yeah. You know? Pretend like you're clearing a room. Exactly. Like, don't just, feel ashamed. We've all done it. Stand yeah. in the it's mirror. Okay. It's okay. Yep. Stand in the mirror. Since, since, yep. you can't, since you can't see what's behind you, stand in the mirror. You know, maybe not necessarily post them to Facebook, but take a couple of selfies. <laughs> you know, and no duck face. And yeah, no duck face. <laughs> it's open season on duck face. But do those kinds of things. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's a little bit dorky. But I mean, let's face it. Everybody has to do that. Yep. Everybody who goes and plays airsoft, I, I'm going to get some ire from people. We're all a big dorks. Oh yeah. We're playing GI <laughs> Joe on the weekends. We're playing yeah. tag with BB guns. Embrace it. It's what we do. Yep. Uh, for better or worse, you know. And I, I think it's silly if anybody were to judge you for doing that. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. come on, dude, if you're doing that, you're taking yourself way too seriously. Yep. So let's move on to hydration and communication. Um, sure. In our last episode, we discussed the importance of having a communication rig, a headset, some kind of closed circuit communication within your team. Now let's talk about some of the tips and pointers to think about when you're putting, you know, you're running the lines for your communication or when you're running the lines for your hydration. Or your gunslinger. 
or sure. your gunsling. Well, yeah, your, yeah. Your, your sling. Any, anything like that. As as Voodoo pointed out, for for a period of time, I had my gun holstered, my my sidearm holstered, on the in the center of my chest. Yep. It, it worked for me for that period of time, and then you know I discovered as my as my play evolved and as, as you know things changed, I realized it's not a good place. Sure. But um, radio communication. Uh, how would you set that up? So the way I've got it set up is I don't use my left side very much. Although I do use my left side once in a while because I will have to transition around walls, things like that. So my push to talk is set lower than what my rifle is going to be. Now, there are different styles of push to talk. There's the, the, the round button that I wear. Spider's wearing his. He's got the thumb button on the on the inside or the finger button. On the, on the side of the yep. units. On the side of the unit itself. There's different styles. Now, I personally prefer the round button that you have to push in because there's less of a chance of it getting pressed accidentally. Um, I used to run the same style that uh, Spider had, but again, I used to press it all the time. Sure. Or I would go prone and I would lay on the button. Uh, and then I'm hot micing, and that's just no, no it's good. Annoying. Yeah. So it didn't work for me. This is the this is the style that I prefer. Now, <clears throat> I run it lower than where my the butt of my rifle is actually going to sit. The other thing you have to be cognizant of is where are all those tubes and those gun slings and everything else? Is it going to be in the way for you to get a good shoulder weld and cheek weld? Is it going to be in the way? Is it going to slip off? Is it going to tag something? It, are, when you make that transition, are you going to get hooked? It's it's what we call securing your gear. Everything should be secure. Every piece of webbing should be wrapped up and tied up. Every line should be wrapped up and tied up and bungeed down and, and, and everything like that. When I went through the, the Army, we used paracord for everything. We called it dummy cord, and that was it. To dummy cord everything. Everything was tied down nice and tight onto your rig so that way nothing fell off and then it wouldn't come off or, or get snagged on that tree branch or, or get hooked on that car door or whatever it is. Because that in, in the military, it could save your life. Here in Airsoft, it could possibly save you from a trip to the hospital. I mean, I've seen guys get hooked on something and fall backwards before, you know. I've seen guys get hooked in and fall right out of a vehicle because, you know, their their leg holster got hooked on the on the car door. I've, yeah. I've seen it. it. It's hilarious. They, they, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, As you we've know. seen out of combat airsoft back when they were open, um, you know, somebody gets caught up in their sling because yeah. they had it too slack, and they fall out of a crow's nest, uh, you know. I mean, yeah. you're talking about keeping things clean, not sloppy, that also goes for the adjustment straps that you'll find yep. on many plate carriers. Many of them will have Velcro that you can use to wrap up the excess yep. and to secure that down. That's another big thing that... Zip ties and, like I said, paracord, dummy cord, that right. works It's wonderful. your friend. Yeah, it's, your it's best your friend absolute Shirt sure. duct tape. Yeah, yeah, duct tape, exactly. Screw, screw the way it looks. Yeah. You know? As long Practic as it works. Cool. Yep. The one thing I do have with duct tape is you have to get the matte finish stuff, otherwise it's pretty shiny. So yeah. that, that's the one thing. Tape. But otherwise, like I, I said, bike. yeah, <laughs> reflective tape. That's what you mean. 
Everybody put their PT belt on. <laughs> <laughs> so when I run my hydration carrier, which I don't currently have on this vest, but when I do run it, it doesn't run over the shoulder. For me, that gets in the way of where my gun, my, the butt of my rifle sits. I run it under my armpit. I know that first drink is real, real hot. It's real warm, but you kind of get over it. Uh, you get used to it. You're going to be out there. It's hot. It's whatever. So I run it under my armpit. So that way it's out of the way. I, I don't have to worry about anything snagging over the shoulder. Plus when the butt of my rifle hits my shoulder, there's nothing there. So it'll just run right to the edge of my vest. I'll be able to pull it up and put it back. So. Another nice thing about doing it that way, of having it come up, leakage yeah. is is mitigated with that as well. Yep. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been out there and you know I'll bring my rifle up and just the pressure of me bringing my rifle to my shoulder will actually open up that valve yep. and it'll start dripping and you don't want to be out on the airsoft field feeling like you're peeing yourself. <laughs> but um, on a hot day that just feels great. It might be a little refreshing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, well said. Radio communication. Um, where do you place your radio? I've seen a lot of people, in fact, I've been guilty of it myself. Currently, as we as we speak, I've got my radio just behind my left <laughs> shoulder. That's going to be changing here real soon. I've seen a lot of people put their radios out of reach. And for some people, that's okay. It works for them. They turn it on, they set it to the channel, or they have a buddy set it to the channel, they tuck it away, they go for the rest of the day. With a team like us, we tend to switch between channels. Now, we're not surfing the channels to try to find the yeah. opposing team. That's that's one thing we need to make very clear. That I mean, yep. that's cheating, and we don't support or condone that at all. At all. Since we're a sponsored team on the field, we might need to get a hold of game control. Yep. There, there could be an emergency out on the field that needs to serious attention that needs to be addressed. Or... We, we might have be, a couple of teams that are communicating on different channels that exactly. we need to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. So we might be switching between channel one and four. Those are our two channels, so yeah. channel one, two, and four. So in order to do that, we have to have mm -hmm. ready access to yeah. those radios. So you know, usually the best place to, to put it, and I, I believe the military is the same way, they have it right up by the front. You know, you have your, your front panel with your plate, with your magazines, and usually off to the left or to the right, they got the radio right there. Some For the people most are part, carrying, yeah. yeah, are carrying two radios. Yeah, you know, having it where, you know, even with with no visibility, you can reach down. You know where it is. Yep. You can change your channels, adjust your volume. Um, sometimes you have to turn it off because somebody is hot micing, or yep. you know, or your battery's low, and you know you've got an automated voice telling you turn it off. Yeah, running it battery low. Battery, battery, battery. Yeah, and you know, it, nothing takes you out like you know, the voice of Siri coming through and telling you that you're going to change batteries. <laughs> um, so having it in a place where you can easily, readily access it. Let's say your battery is going out, and you've had the the, the, the presence of mind to carry a spare battery. Now you got to, if it's on your back, you got to find somebody to grab it off your yep. back. Put it there, put it back on. That's just way too much movement. Yeah. If you have a team that works very well cohesively, that might work for a unit, a team, whatever it is, for a few guys or for everybody. 
but inevitably you're going to at least have one guy and, and that will need to have either a dual radio setup or or some kind of radio setup where you have to switch channels. Yeah. And who knows? That could be you. You know, you could just be that lone ranger out there on the field for a pickup game or or for whatever it is. And we've talked about this before. The the, the communication uh, part, even when you're a lone ranger, to have a to have a radio is going to give you a huge advantage. Yeah. And so now that you can set your channels, that you can do all that, is going to be a big advantage to yeah. to you. So being able to access that is is key. The other thing with the radio is you do want to make sure that you don't have a bunch of slack hanging out. Again, secure your, your gear. I've fallen victim of it myself. Most of the times we're playing out in a woodland area. You've got a, 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 a push to talk, you know, like like Paladin <laughs> over there, where it's it's hanging off of your kit, off of your, your plate carrier. You walk through a tree. I've got about a foot of droop right now. <laughs> <laughs> you snag it on something, and if you're wearing a set of, you know, swordens or can radios that's underneath a helmet. It's going to yank all that off. It's going to yank all that off, or it's going to strangle you half to death. Yep. Keeping everything as, as clean and as wrapped as possible. You don't, again, going back to what you were saying before, you don't want a lot of things hanging off of you. Yep. Um, same with your hydration carrier. Most plate carriers are going to have some kind of retention system, you know, Velcro, hook and loop, whatever you want to call it, that's going to be able to keep it close to you so you can find it. If it doesn't, you got shoulder straps, you've got tape, you've got tie downs, you've got a board. Secure it to your body so that, number one, it stays in a position where if you need to go get, you know exactly where it is. And number two, it's not going to get snagged on something and pull you out of the game as you have to take your plate carry off and readjust everything. Basically, doing anything on your plate carrier, whether it's reaching for a mag, you know, getting out a spare battery, going for your water, going for your PT, you know, your push to talk, doing anything should just be muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. It should Absolutely. just be as natural as, you know, reaching for your phone in your pockets. Trying to take a pee. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not drunk. <laughs> because that's a different story. That's a whole different story. <laughs> that's for a different podcast. We'll let someone else handle that. Yeah, and it, it it should be smooth movement motion as well. Yep. Um, you know, I think smooth is uh, slow is slow smooth, is smooth, smooth, smooth is fast. fast. Yeah. Learn where everything is on your rig, and then practice. Practice your reloads when setting up your belt. You know, practice pulling stuff from your belt. Practice putting things. You know, if you run a dump pouch, practice putting yep. a magazine in it. And grabbing another one, and just know where everything where your is. gear is on your person. Um, Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking open more beer. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to be quiet about it. Oh, don't worry about <laughs> it. We just let you know we're all adults. We're all legal consenting adults, and we're allowed to drink. Later. We're consenting <laughs> to this. We're consenting to uh, this. I don't think we're all consenting to this. You all drove over on your own power, but. Uh, so, and is there anything else? I, mean, I know we covered a lot. This is probably going to turn out to be a little bit of a longer cast than, than usual. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to, to mention or to, to point out? Tips, bricks, you know. 
little, you know, loadout hacks. Uh, there's pet peeves that you've seen. Play to your strengths. You know, set it up to what, you know, is going to work best for you and your play style. I mean, if you find yourself being a little bit heavier on the trigger, maybe maybe think about including an extra mag or two. You know, maybe forego that, that grenade pouch. You know, if you're a little bit more conservative with your ammo, maybe you can drop a pouch or two and, you know, have a more clean look on the front of your gear so you can go prone. Unlike and, Paladin, who mm -hmm. is carrying eight, eight magazines on, on the front, the front. Of, That's just and then carries another four or five on his leg or whatever no, it is. No, no, it's, uh, it's, I've got eight on the front, so I've got one on the side, if I use the ramp, and then I've got three... And four mags on my leg, and then the three pistol mags on my leg as well. So, Apparently, you know, Paladin's rifle didn't come with semi on <laughs> At all. No. Well, another thing that, that Paladin uh, kind of reminded me of, and, and something that we're starting to do as a team, think about your other team members. Yeah. We're starting to run at least two magazines on our back, ones that we fully acknowledge we're probably going to have a hard time reaching for if we need them, but they're not for us. They're for Voodoo. Let's yep. say Voodoo's been out there a long time, he hasn't had a chance to reload his mags, we're still in the thick of the fight, and he needs a couple of extra mags. Instead of for him to walk up and ask me, hey, Spider, do you have an extra mag? He can just come up behind me and yank, pull a mag out of a out of a pouch. Yep. That's another thing to think about. That That's more team-oriented, but... Sure. But that's just another little detail that can help your play and help your team. Yeah. You know, when when time is of the essence, you don't want to be sitting there with the speed loader going, filling well, up your magazines. Yeah. When you've got another teammate where non-verbally you can borrow a mag from yep. them. Yeah. Thinking about all of those things. Think about if you have a team, if you're just a single person. Think about Think about everything. And, and the more you think about it, the better off you are. In the long run, the better off you are. And and like, like Spider has said multiple times, when you set it up, you may be going back and forth between setups. Spider, he's only been playing for a couple of years. And in the long run, that's not a very long time to learn every nuance of the vest or the, the plate carrier that he's actually wearing. So it might take him a while before he figures out what actually works and what's going to continue to work. And then once it's once it's uh, uh, fixed, don't don't fix it again. Are, you know, if, it, you, if it's you not to tell me something, maybe a little bit. Uh, if it's not broke, <laughs> not don't so fix subtly. it. <laughs> um, but again, those things could change from weekend to weekend as well. You know, you could be going out to a black sheep game where it's twenty four hours full immersion. Uh, and then the next weekend, it's just a couple of pickup games at your local field. So your vest might change between there. Or you might have two vests for setup, you know. Those are all things that you're going to have to think about, you know. Are you, is, are you only going to play large ops, large weekends, three, four days in a row? Are you only going to play just outdoor, whatever, shoot your, shoot your buddy up kind of yeah. games, you know. At a local dedicated airsoft field. Insured field. <laughs> <laughs> Insert um, insured field yeah. here. But <laughs> legal copy? No. <laughs> but that that's that's the thing that you have to think about is, is are you gonna play those or are you gonna play this? So and then 
that'll help decide whether you even want to play carrier on the vest, or you want uh, a chest rig, or you want, you know, whatever it is. Do you want speed? Yeah. If you want speed, having a, a heavier plate carrier, like, you know, the ones that we're wearing, that might not necessarily be the right the right fit for you. You know, you might be yep. able to go, get away with, you know, a, a smaller, I, I hesitate to say cheaper, but, you know, a within the price range sure. for a chest rig. You know, if you're a saw gunner. Yeah. What are you, you going to be carrying? Yeah, you might, you might not need a bunch of magazine pouches, but... You might need a backpack strapped to your back yep. for extra for extra ammo, for extra BBs. You know, it might be a relatively slick or, you know, when we say slick, we mean a plate carrier that has very little on it. Yep. Um, that might be your setup. Uh, it's it's all about how, how you want to play, you know. Yeah. I've got a, <clears throat> a CQB rig from a P90 setup. It's See? literally just a skeleton yeah. rig. With four vertical pouches for the pou- for the, the magazines, and then one grenade pouch for a Thunderbee, mm-hmm. and that's like basically the entire thing. Yeah. See, yeah. Go. So, uh, just my suggestion is just get out there and play with it. Start learning it. Start figuring it out. I I hesitate to look for YouTube reviews on crap. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that don't have the experience in actually wearing plates, Mm -hmm. actually wearing vests of any sort, and then try and do a review on it and then tell you how awesome everything is. But it's really not, or it is for them, but I want to hear the actual features. I want to see what it actually is. Put Um, the vest, the plate carrier, the chest rig on. Yeah. You want... When when you're picking something out, you want to know how it feels. You want the weight you want, you know, for me, I'm actually in the market for another, another plate carrier. When I go to take a look at them, I'm going to bring my plates. Yep. I'm going to bring my rifle. Uh, one thing with wearing plates, if you're used to having your, the, the buttstock, if you have an adjustable buttstock and you're used to pulling it way out with the plate carrier, wearing hard plates, you're probably going to have to reset that that buttstock because of the way that the plates, yep. you know, the, the way that you shoulder your rifle in the plates, which is another good reason why practice at home. Yeah. You know, if you got to scare your mom as you're coming around a corner or <laughs> you terrorize your cat, don't shoot the cat, but <laughs> you know, become familiar with your motion in the vest as well. With that, we are going to be doing a few reviews on different plate carriers mm-hmm. and on different things. Um, we will have uh, YouTube set up. We're going to start doing reviews on different things. Guns, gear, pouches, clothes. Pretty much you name it. We're going to be starting to do reviews on it. So Supplemental videos to the yep, podcast. Yep, absolutely. Um, check out our Facebook page. I, I can't remember the exact URL right now, but if you just search in the search bar Task Force Echelon, I'm pretty sure we're the yeah. only Task Force <laughs> Echelon out there. You'll be able to find us. And if there's not one, that won't be for long. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking seriously thinking of starting a, a Facebook page for the debrief itself where we will have pictures, we will have examples, 
at some point I would like for us all to do loadout videos so that you can see exactly what it is that we're talking about, especially in this, in this podcast. Yeah. You know, where we will go through again and kind of rehash some of our, you know, some of our tips, pointers, ideas, philosophies for setting up your plate carrier. And I, th I think that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. The, the, the main thing is use what works for you. Get out there and play. Try new things. The beauty of Molly is that you can move pouches and, and you know, patches and, and all of that stuff. You can move it pretty much anywhere on the vest. Don't worry about what somebody else says. If it works for you, awesome. And yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest things. Don't, don't worry about what anybody else says. Do yeah. you. Don't be afraid to drop major portions of your setup at times. Yeah. At one point, mm -hmm. when I first started out, I was running a battle belt. And I decided to drop it off at one point and moved everything up to my vest. So the vest became a little bit more crowded, but at the same time, I got a lot more range of motion when it came to running and crawling around. And I didn't find that much of a hindrance when it came to finding my gear. Sure. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up here uh, for us, unless anybody else has got nope, anything to yeah. add. You know, again, check us out on Facebook, Task Force Echelon. Don't forget to check out Op for Airsoft, yes. Dan Magnuson. Uh, check him out on Facebook. Uh, check him his store out in Elk River. He just he just opened up an actual brick and mortar location. Yep, it's out there right next to a GameStop, right. GameStop uh, across the street Taco from a Jones. Walmart and a Home Depot. Yep. So for those of you who are familiar with with uh, with the Eden per or sorry Elk River, check him out. His store is growing. Totally opposite ends of the state. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's got his own location. It's a nice setup. He's doing repairs, sales. You know, he'll he'll be more than willing to get you into your first gear. Yeah. You know, he's he's great at doing that. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much for listening to episode three. That's what I'm gonna call it. It's probably more than that. <laughs> Stay posted. Again, we hope to have more uh, more podcasts and videos uh, posted to our page here as the as the year goes on. Feel free to comment on our page. You know, leave us ideas for upcoming episodes, things you want to hear. Yeah. If you have any questions, anything you know that you want our opinions or you know answers from us on, um, by all means, leave those for us. We will uh, probably address them here on the show as they come in. And uh, we'll be dropping information as the season comes up for upcoming games, anything that we might be involved in directly in terms of running things or, you know, big, big games coming up. And know, announcements and news and, and stuff like that. Announcements and news. So. Just, you know, stay tuned to our Facebook page and, you know, the debrief, and we'll keep you guys up to date. Okay. All right. So this, this is Spider. And Voodoo. And Paladin. And you've been debriefed.